There we go. Okay, okay Miss Burroughs, you go ahead and kick it off. Hello, I'm Miss Burroughs. I'm Julie Burroughs. And hold on. There we go. Had to clear my recording button. Um, I am one of the founders and an advisor at Great Data Minds, and I'm here with one of my favorite people, Kalia. Kalia. Everyone always goes, Kalia, Kalia. Kalia. Kalia is a good one. Yeah, you got to think of the vegetable, Kalia. Kalia. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Okay. All right. So, Kalia Garrido, say hi. Tell them what you do. Hello, everybody. I'm also a co-founder here at Great Data Minds, and I am in charge of all the marketing and events um, that we do. So this is so weird. This is like inception. It's like I'm on the event to talk to you, but I'm also a panelist, and I'm also coordinating them. This is star, like many star of the show, all the layers, yeah, the big talker in the show. So that's um, it. So let's do some um, a little bit of housework here and tell you that we're going to be working over in chat. We're already in there. If you have anything, any input, any questions, throw them in there. Forget the Q&A stuff. Let's go ahead and uh, work that chat over there. Um, this is brought to you by Great Data Minds Women. So if you're not part of that group and found out somewhere from uh, about this event from somewhere else, see that link that Kalia posted, and it's a link to Great Data Minds Women. Sign up and we'll let you in, okay? We're gonna be, uh, we've got a lot of stuff out there. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you about two events that are coming up. One that we're really excited about is we were gonna get a bunch of women together here in the Denver area by the end of the month, but um, everyone's getting freaked out about Delta. So mm -hmm. whew, it just keeps lingering, doesn't it, Kayla? Kayla's sitting in a hotbed down where she I, is. Yeah, I'm, I'm here calling in from St. Augustine Beach, Florida, where the COVID rates are now at an all-time high. So we're here today to talk about how to keep yourself healthy. And my, one of my recommendations may perhaps be don't be in Florida. Right now. <laughs> so anyway, um, if you're in Denver and you want to, um, you know, meet with some really great people, look for mentors, share ideas, meet other people that are in the data world, please join us at Beloved Wash Park on the 31st. We're going to have a happy hour there wine, appetizers, good discussions, et cetera. And then for any of you that enjoyed it last year, we had 157 women during COVID get on a call and it was right when COVID kicked off last year. Um, and we talked, we had a three panelists come together and talk about uh, moving to the cloud, creating a data culture, and then also uh, changing your culture through lean agile and stuff like that. So it's a really great session. As a matter of fact, it's under insights, under great data minds where you can watch it. And if you haven't watched it, please do, because it's got a lot of great information. Well, we're repeating that process in conjunction with Janice Henderson. And um, we're gonna be on the 23rd, we'll have three wonderful, wonderful panelists. Uh, Jessica, I, I, how do you say, I, Arate? I'm, I'm still working on that. Yeah, anyway, she's just well known here in Denver as being one of the data leaders in uh, oil and gas. And we all know that that's predominantly a male uh, type vertical. So she's really made a difference, just uh, got an award that we posted out on Great Data Minds Women. Then we're going to talk to Lisa Schmitz, right? Uh, Fritz. Fritz, that's right, Fritz. Yeah. And, you know, I had lunch with her yesterday, so you think I could remember. Um, really cool woman running risk management over at Janice Henderson, full of spit and vinegar, just got all, has all kind of great information. And then one of my favorites is Sharon Allpress, and she runs a ventures group over at um, DCP Midstream. So she's 
gets up every day and goes in and, and helps create new products for the mothership and for oil and gas organizations. So she's like walks into innovation every day, which is so cool. So she's going to talk to us during that too. So sign up September 23rd. It will be virtual. And uh, today, Miss Kalia is going to talk to us about um, banish burnout in an unselfish way, self-care for busy women. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, you're so passionate. You can, I, yeah. I love your project always have, which is Healthy Women Leaders. You just mm -hmm. are really, really passionate about that. So start yeah. by telling the girls about Healthy Women Leaders, and I'll yeah. go ahead and I'll put the um, link over in chat. Yeah, for sure. So Healthy Women Leaders is a passion project of mine. I find myself always working um, sort of in the uh, high tech and um, the business side of digital projects, but um, one of the truest sort of core passions to me is about keeping myself healthy inside and out. And so I wanted to start Healthy Women Leaders. I started it in Denver, oh man, four years ago, five years ago, we've had a number of events in and around the Denver area. We used to meet in person when that was cool and safe to do it. And we, went, we did stand up paddle boarding, we did discussions and, you know, just kind of all these different uh, learning um, efforts about the ways that you can keep yourself healthy. We've headlined Denver Startup Week a couple times, um, just done a, a, a lot of really cool things. So now it's turned into more of a curriculum. We do video interviews, um, just like this one, and just kind of talk about different ways that women can educate and inspire one another about how to keep ourselves healthy. Because ladies, as we know it, we got a lot coming at us. Um, and so what can you do to sort of steady your own ship as the waves continue to crash? Right, right. So what is the reach in that group? I know you're touching a lot of women worldwide, right? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah we're all around the world now. We've got um, we definitely have a quite a critical mass in the Denver area, um, but we've got women in the United States. We've, we're we're overseas as well. Great, awesome. And Mara, um, I'm seeing your little chat out here about how you're not seeing the links. So I'm going to try to read. I think maybe because when you joined, we'd already put them. So I'm going to go ahead and add them back oh, here. Let me try it. Okay. How about that? Let yeah, us know if that go. works for you, Mara. Yep. Hold on one second. And I'm going to go ahead and paste one too. And then I'm going to go ahead and say, um, so you are passionate about all this stuff, but how did you come to start the organization? And what was yeah. that grassroots effort? What did it look like? Yep. So for me, being healthy always had to do with how many times I had been in the gym that week or how I was feeling in my jeans. And it was really narrow-minded into uh, physical fitness. Um, when I left my sort of corporate career to start my first company, which is called Skylark Digital, and we're a mobile and web application development shop. When I did that, and I now had the power to hire, fire, set salaries, as well as keeping the business coming in and keeping clients happy, because we're a small startup, so it's sort of doing everything. I found, oh, and I had a small baby to boot. That was another thing. It was a, and a, a baby. And a teenage child. And a teenager. Um, so at that time, you know, going to the gym and doing my personal best, uh, didn't, it wasn't making me feel better anymore. And I'd always use that as sort of a way that I could, you know, turn around my attitude. Um, 
it was at that point in my life where I had to expand my definition of what health actually meant to me to go beyond just the physical into um, meditation and mindfulness, uh, intentionally being out in nature to, you know, kind of absorb some of the healing benefits there. Um, nutrition and, uh, you know, yoga. I, did, I, I really broadened my definition of what being healthy meant. And uh, a lot of it boiled down to self-care. And I sort of felt like I had uncovered a not so secret secret that was, you know, women are very likely to get swept away in the tide of all the other things that we have going on and to take care of yourself as your first priority. Um, and then take care of everybody else, put that mask on first, ladies, you got to do it because if not, you're not clear headed enough to put it on the kid. Uh, you know, that to me was some, it was a big unlock. And I had seen a lot of my friends get kind of pulled under and I saw more of my friends that were on their way and I had been feeling it myself. And so I wanted to gather together to sort of share ideas and learn from the women who had come before us for how we could make ourselves feel better on just the day to day. Yeah, I was one of those women. So um, early on, I've been running data companies for a long time and stage three breast cancer, you know, so mm. I had to really change the way. Well, I still drink my Tito's. No, you pick your poison. That's one of the life lessons. That's one. Of, we're going to talk about that, Julie. That's one of the life lessons. You pick your poison, girls, because there are ever, so many things are bad for you, right? You can, in moderation, you, you choose the things that make you, that you love. You know, you don't want to limit yourself. Yep. So, you know, a lot of us are in burnout. I'm not, but I, I see a lot of people that are. I'm very fortunate. I'm surrounded by friends. I'm a little bit older. I don't move. I don't have kids that I'm taking care of everything every day. But, you know, I do see meet with women that are just worn out the whole, you know, kids at home and working mm -hmm. and the whole COVID stuff just put like another mm -hmm. icing on the cake. Yeah. So what do you yeah. recommend um, for those women that are feeling burnout at this point? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, over the over the years of um, sort of having these conversations and learning from the women that have come before us, um, we've begun to put together sort of a curriculum that our you know, general basic life lessons and core pillars, uh, things to keep in mind as you go about your day to day so that you can sort of find your equilibrium in a really crazy world. Because I mean, when you just like what you said, Julie, you've got young kids at home, I have a, you know, and they're in and out of school now, there's quarantines happening, there's sickness abounds, there's you know, and, and that, that's only the good side of it, right? Then you have people who are dealing with grief and dealing with these really, really tough issues around everything that's been going on. Now pull back from even just COVID, you're looking at, you know, massive political divide in our country. And then now it's translated into vax versus anti-vax. You know, we've just had Black Lives Matter and other social movements are sort of coming to, um, to, the, to the forefront. There's a lot of pressure and stress that's out there right now. And I just feel like it's totally fair for us all to just take a minute and own that that's what we're going through and just recognize that in each other. We're all just trying our best. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard for women anyway. Like you want to just, you, you can pull back to when we started Healthy Women Leaders before all of the stuff that, that we're dealing with now in 2020 and 2021. And you're talking about the wage gap. You're talking about women that are not seeing their peers at a leadership or management or C-level. Uh, you're talking about sexual harassment on the job. You're talking about the fact that women do maybe up to 40% more uh, of the workload around the house in some situations, right? We recognize that it's not the same for everybody, but... When you take into consideration all of those things that are happening around you, 
add on to that all the new things that we've got going on now. And, you know, I think that one of the most uh, important lessons we can give to people is that they need to be able to, to take, like we said, take care of yourself as that top priority so that you are better able to help the people that really depend on you. And a lot of times, uh, and, and again, it's not the same for everybody, but a lot of times the women um, are the, the hub of the family. You know, they are, the rest of the family can, their, their tone or their pace can even be set by what, what's happening with mom. Why, in, in my particular case, why is mom crying on the kitchen floor? What's going on? And then dad's sitting there going, maybe you should go take a run. So that was one of the really important life lessons for me is that you have to find what your medicine is, right? We all have something that we can do when, we, when things start to, the ground sort of slides out from underneath you. You got to find what that is and you got to be able to use it um, at the right time. You know, we didn't talk about this before, but I think that this having working for an organization that has a mindset, a culture mm-hmm. around, you know, everything you just talked about. Like I know that when Sharon that I mentioned earlier in the call, her daughter sits on her lap a lot of the times. Zen sits on your lap a lot of the time. Mine does too, sure. And Sharon just finally, you know, told her vendors and her customers that, you know, I'm sorry, I have this daughter, she's at home and occasionally she may, and she was okay with it, you know? And so, and her company was okay with it. So I think that, you know, working for a culture that understands there's a lot going on, particularly with women right now, Mm -hmm. um, you know, being, you know, mothers and working and everything. So I think that's yeah. important too, is working for a good, good, good culture. So absolutely. And we have that at great data minds. It's not like, this isn't like this, this huge great data minds plug, but I have seen it the other way. And it is so freeing to not pretend, right? One of the things that we always talk about with healthy women leaders or that you and I talk about Julia's balance, you know, and if you have to pretend or you're, I'm like, this is who I am when I'm at work. And this is who I am when I'm at home guess what? We work from home these days. Work doesn't go to this nine to five, like out of the home situation for a lot of people anymore. You can't keep pretending that you're this person and that person being able to blend those two things together. That alone allows you a freedom and sort of like taking a breath. Like, I mean, honestly, that my little girl could pop in here at any time. We don't know. She did it on our (laughs) practice session. She could pop right in. It's raining. So I think we might be good. (laughs) <laughs> okay so you have five pillars that you ran through with me the other day and went wow these are pretty cool and mm-hmm. so I want you to share them with the ladies and we will ladies we will be sending out this information as a thank you for attending um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to let you start with pillar number one yep so these are the five core pillars of whole life self-care so just a, a, a little preface before we get into this when I first started healthy women leaders um, I had a friend that I, you know, I was, I was meeting with anybody at that time. Like, this is my idea. And I'm really, I, w- I want to gather women together. And I want to start talking about these different ways. Instead of just doing these like general networking events, let's talk about health. Let's talk about wellness. Let's like, be who we are. And she was all into it. She was like, this sounds great. So then tell me, how do you keep yourself healthy? And I was taken aback. And I was like, oh my goodness, that is such a personal question. I know it works for me. I don't know what works for you. How could I possibly answer that for you? But as time went on and I continued to meet with these amazing women, just like yourself, Julie, or other mentors that I have, women that have written books, I consumed as much information as I could about sort of how to thrive in life. You start to see these themes kind of bubbling up to the top. So that's what we're talking about now. These are sort of these five main buckets after doing this research for 
honestly years. I mean, it's, a, it's an ongoing sort of a lifelong quest for me. So I'm always evolving it. Um, but five different main categories of ways that you can keep yourself um, in a, in a, in a good way. How do you, how do you approach your, your whole life self-care? Um, so the first one is to truly know yourself. And I'm, I'm so passionate about this, that you need to do the work. You have to find out who you are at your core because we are, um, it's a noisy world, right? We've got noise coming at us from all directions, including our parents, friends, media, uh, work, you know, all these different things. If you don't silence the noise a little bit and learn to be okay with pausing, um, learn, you know, maybe take up journaling or do some meditation, uh, being able to turn down the noise in your life so that you can figure out more of who you really are, that will open you up to being more of an authentic and clear person. How do you know what to say yes to? How do you know what to say no to if you don't truly know yourself? So that's the first thing definitely is to really dig in, do that deep work and find out who you are at the core. So it's learning to know yourself. So Kaylee, do you recommend like, I know I do this type of stuff early in the morning, you know, I get mm -hmm. up before my partner, of course yeah. he sleeps until 10. So I usually have plenty yeah. of time now, but before all the calls <laughs> for work start coming in and everything, he's with an earshot. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of chuckling. Um, but I try to get up before everything just takes off. Yeah. And do Definitely. that type of work. Is that, is that the time you do it? Or do you allocate time yeah. during the day and just get away mm -hmm. from everything, like go to recess and yeah, oh, I love the I love the recess content. Um, yeah, so for me, uh, for me, I'm absolutely a morning person. It's my favorite time. It's a clear time for me. I over the years have learned to, especially running businesses myself and and having children. I like to I get up super early because it works for me, so that I can really approach the day on my toes instead of being on my heels. And I found in you know at, like back to knowing yourself for me, that's just the best way. But I've talked to a lot of people about this and. If they're more of an evening person, the night isn't, I mean, sorry, the morning isn't working for them, then, you know, they could do it over there. But yes, to answer your question, I get up super early in the morning and I would go, um, you know, from a couple of big glasses of water, if I can, straight into um, like meditation. Uh, when I come out of that, I'll take a run or do something else that's kind of uh, allows me to be in a calm and peaceful and sort of welcoming way when the rest of the family gets up and emails start pinging and, you know, Slack goes off. And uh, at that point, I'm really, I'm ready to roll. Cool. That's what works for me. Good. Good. Yeah. What's number two? Okay. So the second pillar super important today is watch what you take in. And this has to do with um, sort of taking a look at what are you consuming and just like work with me on consuming. So, you know, physically, what am I eating? What am I drinking? What am I taking into my body? But it's more than that. It's also environmentally and it's also um, energetically. So I think one of the things that you want to watch here is who you hang out with. Um, you want to, you know, you, you know, if you have somebody in your life, Julie, who's like, a, they call it like an energy vampire. It's like the type of person that after you hang out, you feel worse and you're not really sure why, but you're like, oh, I don't, ah, I just, my teeth itch. Like, you don't, you don't know what's going on with it. Yeah. Somebody like that, if you have people in, in your life, uh, again, and you'll hear me say this as we talk always back to truly know yourself, when you're really getting quiet and listening to yourself, those messages become clearer to you. So watching your social circles, 
um, watching what you bring into your house. Are you like over shopping or you do have a, you know, are you, you got a lot of clutter around you? Are you buying things unnecessarily or, or sort of therape therapeutically? Um, and then of course, it's, you know, it's what you eat and, uh, and it's what you drink and it's whatever works for you. I have this great story of when I was starting to, again, socialize the concept of healthy women leaders. And I, I started to put some stuff out there on social media and a friend of mine said, man, you've been writing about this and you're so right. It's like what you take in. It's like, you know, I just can't have that glass of wine at the end of the day. And I was like, I know you have two. And she was like, no, you don't have two. You don't have any. But for me, a, a, you know, a cocktail when I'm, when I'm um, cooking dinner is, is a, is a, it's just a part of my process and it's, and it's totally fine for me. For her, it wasn't the same. And so this is again, back to truly know yourself. We're all made up differently and you got to know what's working for you and what isn't. You know, when I was um, going through my breast cancer, my oncologist said, the first thing you need to do, this is, you don't have, you know, this is not hereditary. It is totally environmental. So the first thing you have to do is eliminate those people in your life that give you that stress mm -hmm. that you're talking about. And yes. I did. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to look around and go, okay. And unfortunately, I, I, there were a couple of people that I really loved, but it just, my whole stress level went down. So. Right. And, yeah. and you've got to do that. I mean, also when you look at like sort of what, what you're taking in is like, let's look at social media news. Let's look at news. Let's look at social media. And this little thing right here, my goodness, I can't think of something better to take me out of my present moment, my experience in my world. If I put this down, there's a beautiful, healthy little girl's face right there. Yeah. Right? Like, so, you know, this is kind of the thing I, I would say, if I could give any bit of practical advice, do not let this be the first thing that you look at when you wake up or the last thing you look at before you go to bed, allow your brain some time to decompress from, you know, what we're sort of taking in and, you know, comparison happens with social media, things look real, but they're not. And there's like, there's just so much stuff that's, you know, going that that's all wrapped up in that. So, you know, watch the phone intake and, and, you know, make it work for you. That's the thing for me. It's not, super healthy to do it like that. Maybe it's a little different for you, but just, you know, kind of being aware of it can, can be helpful too. Yep. All right. Give us number three. Okay. Number three is watch what you give out. And so this is sort of, how are you showing up in your day-to-day -day life, right? Are you, um, you know, I'm putting together this uh, presentation for this. I'm going to be speaking about this at a, at a few big events this year. Uh, and my, my slide for watch what you give out is a woman and she's got road rage, like crazy. She's got a face like, ah, like this. <laughs> so like you're, you are creating that and extending that energy and you're pushing it out there. Like watch how you are approaching your day today. Are you jealous? Are you, um, you know, comparing yourself? Are you an angry person? Are you sort of, you know, putting all that stuff out there? Or maybe on the other hand, you're, you're a really positive person and you're, you're, you're approaching the world with some, you know, lens of like kind of optimism, you know, things like that. So it's looking at the negative emotions that you put out. It's identifying why, if that is what you're up to, why are you feeling like that? What is causing that? Again, back to knowing yourself. Um, and trying to give more of the, the good stuff out there. Cause man, this world, don't you think we need a little bit more good? Like if you, um, if you look at, we go back to the road rage incident, right? Like, let's say this woman, she, you know, and I honestly, I see my husband do this sometimes. He's not, he's not like that venomous with it. He'll get like, he'll get so upset about something. It's like, wait, that person is also basic. Would you like 
break it down. That person is also driving a car near you is probably, that's what they were guilty of. And I'm like, why did you just get so upset? So like, you know, if you beep at, at them, now you've just like eroded a little bit of their mood, you know, and then they have the potential to go and like sort of spread that on as well. Like, why not? I feel like right now we all could just use a little bit more compassion, a little bit more kindness, and that can spread, you know, that, that could spread around too. Right now there's a lot of the other stuff that's coming around. So positive um, emotion, negative emotion, and then, you know, be aware of those mixed emotions too. I don't know about you guys, but in, in my daily life, I have found that when something has a, a mixed emotion of scared slash excited in almost equal parts, that means something great is coming. That means I'm challenging myself. I'm about to grow. Well, remember the, the big old presentation we did for Google? Woo, we were more scared, more scared than excited oh, yeah. for that. But we did it. And then you feel so great after. So it's just kind of, you know, being aware of what you're, you're giving out and, and just, just being aware that, you know, the world has got a lot of, a lot of, there's some pretty big structural cracks right now. And I think we could spackle it up with a little bit of kindness every day. Yep. You know, sometimes I, um, you're one of them, but I, as I look at my friends, I'm, I have the best friends in the world and I, I have a very small yeah. family, but I have the best friends in the world. And, um, there's a couple like you that are always positive, always, you know, they, it's one in particular is Libby, Libby Jones, you know, and she's from the South and I spent two weeks with her in her home, worked out of there, but Mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of how we rolled during COVID. And she was never negative towards anything, always positive towards stuff. And I swear to God, I said, Libby, I forgot how positive you are. So now I go, when I find myself kind of going a little negative on something or someone or, you know, wanting to beat my horn, I go, what would Libby do? You know, like, yeah. Libby's always like, good morning, you know, and everything. Yeah. So it just brings the whole room up, you know? Yeah. And it's not, and it's not like, this is another one of the kind of life lessons. I was just talking to a friend about this today. It's, it's not, you're not, it's not toxic positivity. If anybody's familiar with that term, it's not like everything's fine. Like picture the little that little dog, like having tea in a burning room and, you know, the meme. And he's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Or like, shooting fine today. we got a lot of stuff that is just not fine, but it's just kind of approaching it with a, like, we are all on this planet at the same time, experiencing the same things. We are not as separated as we think we are. We're all trying, just, just try your best and show up in that way. Be grateful for the good things that you have, you know, you can, you can turn your story just a little bit so that something say, you know, Oh my God, guests are almost here and I'm not ready. Everything's not ready. You could say, hold on a second. I'm about to have friends over for dinner. Number one, we can do that again. Number two, I have enough money to put food on the table for them. Number three, we're all here together. Like you can, you can look towards the good things. And then, you know, another, another bit of advice in the life lesson category I have is like time box your pity party. If stuff goes wrong, <laughs> stuff happens. I'm going through it right now. And I was just telling Julia, I said, oh man, I had a tough day yesterday, but today we're filming this. So we're gonna yep. we're gonna have a happy face today. So time box your pity party. Don't let it become a part of your identity. Just understand things happen and then you know you dust yourself off and you record a conversation today. I happen to notice that these uh, uh, things happen with my friends that have teenagers. So oh. <laughs> I was a horrible teenager. <laughs> I I was too. I totally was. And I so I have these talks coming up to talk about this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, I sometimes I want to just like start the conversation with 
I have a 16 year old son. <laughs> Just leave that there like a period at the end. That's how you know we're going through it. <laughs> All right, give us number four. Okay, so number four, and I need some advice on this. I don't know if in the chat or reaching out to me um, after. You can, of course, reach me um, at, you know, Kay Garrido at Great Data Minds. I think a lot of you have talked to me on there or at Healthy Women Leaders. But to me, the term self-care is really limiting these days. Uh, it doesn't, it's just, it's just too, it implies something that has to do with like eating chocolate in a bubble bath. That's like a, a finite little box activity. And, and that's not at all what we're getting at here. So I am actively looking for a better term for self care, if anybody can think of one, but the fourth pillar is about self care. It's about treating, I call it treating yourself lovingly. This is like taking care of yourself with a regularity, right? It's not something that you go out to do. It's something that you go in to do. Um, are you being compassionate with yourself, giving yourself a break? Like you said, like life is tough, you know, at any point in time for a, a busy working woman, a mother, you know, um, really, honestly, anybody. Um, but are you practicing that, that self-love? Are you really being nice to yourself on a daily basis? And, and this can take any, any form, right? This can take, you know, having a minute after a really big day, like taking a minute, take a breath, pour that glass of wine, take a minute and like, choose yourself, you know, like we, I made it through this and like recognizing your wins, um, you know, allowing yourself some time, taking yourself out for the big things, you know, go to a retreat, go or travel. Like Julie is one of the, you know, <laughs> biggest sort of world travelers that I know. And for her, that's a whole part of, of, of experiencing life and like really getting in there. That's, it's a very important thing to you. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe it's staying home. Like for me, I have this, this silly thing. Um, you know, I, I'm, I run cold, right. You guys know what I'm talking about. I just, I run cold. I'm generally colder rather than warmer. Um, and I, and I'm also the laundress, the laundress in the house. So I will do these loads of laundry. You know, you get like a sheet or a sweater or a towel and it's just come out of the dryer and it's so warm and it smells so nice. And like, just like wrapping yourself up in that. I am so historically known for running to being cold, running to a family member and wrapping up a family member in a warm towel and they, they run hot and they're like, what are you even doing? But for me, it would be like the best thing. So I have to truly remind myself. I'm like, no, my towel goes on first. Like I can, you know, give myself a minute and like sort of feel that. You know, even that, I, I got an Apple watch for Christmas and yeah, you know, it, it, it's constantly like, stand up, do this, do that. You know, here's your rings. And you're like, oh my God. But the one thing I did keep on there is that breathe. It'll tell you, you know, two or three times yes. a day to breathe. And I'm like, I always, when I did, even before it told me, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. And now I kind of like it because yeah. it's just time to breathe. And I always stop and I do it. Right. Because, and when you become so, aware of that, your shoulders, when I first became aware of this stuff, my, I swear my shoulders drop about four inches just every day because I'm just all day long like this. And then, I, was, you know, you get into it, you're like, okay, we can just take take your foot off the gas for a second. Don't be rushing around, you know, yeah. like you, can, you can have a minute too. Our friend Patty Clower that we know and both love, um, she has another uh, way to get through the day and to treat herself well. Because she, um, well, what she recommends is only do 45 minute meetings. And that way you have time to get yourself together treat right. yourself to a nice cup of coffee, calm yourself down, do a little breathing, you know, so. Mm -hmm. it's you important. trying to remind me to pick up the pace? 
that what yeah. you said? <laughs> I know we said we'd be a half hour, but I'm kind of enjoying this. So we might be a little bit longer. So, yeah. all right, give us number five. Okay, so number five is about expecting the awesome. So um, I think it was actually Tony Robbins that had this like really great story that just really resonated with me. And it was about, um, you know, going to a party and like, let's say, let's say we both go to a party. Julie and I go to a party. Julie goes into one room and I go into another room. In my room there, I'm sitting on a couch and next to me is a couple and they're having a domestic and they are just fighting it out. Like the two of them the whole time. I'm just sitting there drinking my beer being oh this is terrible julie's in the other room and they're doing karaoke and you know they're having so much fun Dancing. like this is this is a uh we both were at the same party just like we all are living on we're all living here wednesday you know august 4th or whatever so you're doing that our experiences are completely different based on what we're looking at right so had i chosen to look for the positive i could have gotten off that couch gone over to julie's room and then had a blast of a party, right? Um, we would, so in any case, the, the fifth pillar is to, it's, it's, it's to expect the awesome, is to be looking for the good. If that's not working out what you're doing right there, go into the next room because they're having more fun, right? You can change the way that you see things so that the things around you appear to be different. So this, is, this has to do with believing in yourself is a huge part of this. You've got to believe that you can do it. Why not you? I asked, I ha when I get that scared, excited thing, I say, why not? Why can't I do this? Why can't I start a business? Why can't I do a fitness competition? Why can't I have a baby? Why can't I, you know, partner with you? Um, you've got to believe in yourself. And then it's also believing in, you know, almost the benevolent. It's like, is the universe working with you? Or is it working against you? And whatever you frame that up to be, you'll be validated in, in, in whatever it is that you're looking for. So again, not talking about putting rose-colored glasses on. Not talking about being toxically positive. We're talking about in, um, being excited for the day. What could happen today? You know, what could happen today? Like, if you're looking, if you tell yourself when you wake up, something amazing is going to happen to me, and you keep that in mind, I guarantee you. You don't have to find a $20 bill on the street. It could be a glance or a nice nod from a stranger. It could be somebody taste your coffee. It could be anything, you know, at all like that. And so when you're looking for those good things and finding them, you will, you'll be validated and you'll be more likely to share it with somebody else. So just be that example that you're kind of looking for. Show other people what it looks like when you're positive and you're, you know, most days, right? Yesterday, I'll tell you, it was a shit show for me. I was not very positive yesterday. But today, feel a little bit better. I thought you did a pretty good job yesterday, you know, giving I all the crap. Did you, so. see, you see my puffy eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see you in full glasses most of the time, but you did a great yeah. job handling that. Um, you know, I had a, a, a friend named Betty Sarber, a good friend of mine that taught me mountaineering and how to, you know, hike those 14ers and everything. And she was just a gem to me. And I remember... I was single for like six years and I didn't have anyone. And she said, you know, you have got to smile and put yourself out and, you know, be yes. bold because people want to be around people that are smiling right. and happy. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I always took that to heart and I always, you know, when I get in an elevator, I always talk to everyone, you know, it's like, yeah. what are you doing today? And stuff like that. And, yeah. well, you know, th they like that, you know, they like, they, they want to, they they, they're interested in the fact that you're interested in them. So, right. Anyway, and, and beyond just the surface, like the niceties and the fakeness and, and the, 
not not to say that niceties are fake. I don't mean it like that, but you know, how's the weather? How, what about the Broncos? Like, you know, things like this. Like, I feel like sometimes I want to get into an elevator and just like push the emergency button and be like, who in here has ever been arrested? Like, <laughs> I just want to, you know, what was the worst injury you ever had? Like, you know, get to like the, the deep stuff. And when you authentically care, like, you know, there's, we, we all are living these amazing, unique experiences. And I'm just more interested in sort of like the, the, the real things that happen to you, because that's what I can associate with. Not that we all are hoping that the Broncos do better this season. You know, it's, there's more to it than that, to this, this, this human experience. Like we're doing it together. How cool is that? We're driving the earth suits at the same time. I get to work with you. I get to talk to all these people. It's amazing. God knows we need it more now than ever, right? It's come together. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there really a true, uh, you know, is there true things balance? I mean, as yeah. far as the, all the women on here, I can only imagine work hard, have not all women have kids, but you know, work, but you do. I mean, you've got I, a partner and you know, right. you got people to you know? take care of your mom. You got to take care of people. Yep. And you know, so I, I think that we can, achieve balance if we adjust our definition of what balance is right like what is balance and, and I think that you know one of our um, dear friends Elaine Marino she talks about this a lot in her TED talk like what should the new work week look like we are at this really critical inflection point where a lot of things have changed and accelerated and sort of caught up with the times but a lot of things haven't and I think that the traditional work week with you know here at Great Data Minds like it doesn't necessarily affect us in such a way but at my previous you know jobs it certainly did like we have to redefine what that what that means a little bit and and I think balance is the same thing if you can redefine what balance means to you then you will you can achieve that so for me like I said yesterday not a good day that was if you if I was to look at balance in a 24-hour period of time I was absolutely unbalanced yesterday, but I don't think of it like that. I think about it the day before that day and today, and perhaps it has to be taken into a longer timeline, like a week. And perhaps in these human lives, it needs to be taken into a longer timeline, like what we're doing with COVID now, what is it a year and a half in? And I think we can all agree that this year and a half has looked a lot different than our other times. So, you know, we, if you're willing to expand your time frame around the balance, then I think you've got a better chance uh, at achieving it. And I think that the, 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 our society at large has got some steps to take so that, you know, we don't uh, still operate in this sort of nine to five work week that doesn't even really make sense since, again, we've got these and we're connected all the time. Like, I think it should change a little bit. Cool. I think you've given some great insights. I love this. And, you know, we, once again, we work hard, we forget how to do those things. So being reminded and getting information from someone like you that is just not obsessed with it, but you are, you're kind of, you just want to try to help people all the time. As a matter of fact, I'm going to speak for you to say that um, you are open to speaking at any women's conferences or Mm -hmm. organizations. We've done it in the past. Um, You have done it in the past. And And I have a couple ones coming up. Yeah, are they going to be public? Are they going to be public? I think so. So, um, yeah, for the Women of the Channel, um, which is an organization that, you know, we've been involved with uh, for a while, great, you know, legacy organization out of Boston. Um, They have a number of events that they do. And I've got, um, I'm going to be speaking next to, not not right next to, but I'm looking at the positive, Erin Brockovich, 
uh, is oh. the headliner of this one. I know. So it's going to be in um, Palm Springs in uh, California in November and then in um, Manhattan, actually, in uh, December. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to share that hotel room with you in Manhattan. I knew you would. I knew you would. <laughs> You're the one who loves New York the most. You, I got to see New York through your eyes, which was looking at the positive because I, I have to tell you, I didn't have that opinion before yeah. about New York. Love it. Um, so if people want to get in touch with you, I just put both of our emails here, but yeah. also we recommend you go over to healthy women leaders. You've got, you've got a Facebook channel. Yep. But and what else? Instagram and we've got YouTube. We're doing these really awesome, um, interviews now. And I'm so passionate about this. Just more of what I've been doing along talking to women that have figured something out when it comes to health or wellness, they've got something to share. I just want to help amplify their voices. So if anybody listening is one of those women and you've cracked a code on something that you think needs to be um, shared out, please let me know. And I would love to talk to you and, and sort of learn from you and just keep collecting more and more information. I just don't see why we can't thrive. You know, I think that women in general are, uh, can be just as virally contagious as what we're dealing with now, but in niceties and positivity and help to just kind of fix up some of the cracks that we have in the world, just overall, just incrementally. That's the thing I think for in, you know, kind of in closing, it's, I don't think we're that far off for as many problems as the world has right now. And all the things that we're going through, I feel like it's almost the rabbit ears on the TV sets. You know, <laughs> your, your picture is all fuzzy. You're not feeling right. You're not feeling great. You're not thriving it's not that much difference to just make a slight change. And if you do that, that picture can come in clearer. And so that's kind of what I want to share. What I'm learning as I go about all this is how do you make those just slight adjustments and then bam, the picture can be clear. And it's not every day, but if you can feel better in your day-to-day, -day, why not? That's what right. I want to do. And God knows the world needs, needs more healthy women leaders. Hey. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't see any questions, but um, I can't see it. I got chat on here. Can people undo their, can they speak? Did you unlock them uh, all that? If they want to, they could either raise their hand or ping okay. us in the um, thing. And we can certainly, um, we can turn, turn their mics on if they have something to say. Um, okay, cool. And then, um, like we said, we're going to send out a um, thank you for coming email. And on that will be all five of these. And love to hear from you afterwards in response to that email. If you guys have any insights you want to share, that's awesome. And hopefully you'll join us on uh, for our upcoming events. Let's sit down on Great Data Minds Women. Kalia, always fun. Um, I've got a meeting with you in 10 minutes, so I'll see you then. <laughs> I won't be late. <laughs> All right, guys. Happy day. Thanks, everybody. See you. Bye. Bye.